Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Spacecraft built and flown by a company in Texas did something that hasn't happened in five decades. Intuitive machines landing near the moon's south pole on Thursday. The first touchdown on the lunar surface in more than half a century as we had an opportunity to see and hear about the first ever moon landing accomplished by a private sector company. Five countries had done it, but an individual company had not. We are joined right now by Danielle Dallas Rusa, founder of an organization called Back to Space, and also certainly a family lineage of understanding space travel because her grandfather was on Apollo 14, which, if I'm not mistaken, was the third one to land on the moon. Danielle, it is great to have you here. And yesterday had to be a red-letter day for you, didn't it? It absolutely did. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. How much had you been paying attention to, like, what Astrobotics was doing out of the Pittsburgh area here or what was going on with Intuitive Machines or some of these other efforts? How much had you been paying attention to that? Oh, I've been paying extreme attention, especially because, you know, given my my past with my grandfather and also working at NASA, seeing what's being accomplished now by private companies in collaboration with NASA is so exciting. And seeing that we finally landed on the moon again is so exciting. It's huge for the future of space exploration. And it's a huge honor to just have the past that I have with my grandfather going on the moon, and, um, you know, now we're back on the moon. Very How, exciting. Wh- which is more impressive to you, the fact that it took 50-plus years to get back or the fact that a private company did it? I mean, equally impressive, but one is a little bit more uh, positive impressive yeah, than the other one. Right. <laughs> um, I think that, you know, there was a time when commercial space started that everyone was like, is this the way to go? I think there were some significant concerns about it. Um, but if you look at the budget of the Apollo program back in the 60s and um, you look at the NASA budget now, it's significantly different. There's no way that we could possibly land on the moon without a collaboration with private space. So it's, it is, both questions kind of go together. The fact that we haven't been back and that a commercial space company accomplished it. Now, I need to be careful how I ask this because you need to be very, very cognizant of not asking a, a lady her age. But how many conversations were you able to have? How much did you talk to your grandfather? How much did you hear through family channels about what he went through? 
Well, I am not afraid of my age. I'm happy to get older. I'm 31. <laughs> okay, but at old. the same time, he was on the moon uh, in 1971. So, I mean, it right. was a while before you were born, and I, I just I didn't know how much overlap there was. You know, um, unfortunately, my grandfather passed away when I was two years old. Yeah. However, yeah. when I, I have been very lucky to be in a lot of conversations with um, uh, the space community, and I have heard a lot of stories about my grandfather on the moon. And when I worked at NASA, it was it was very cool. I actually did a little Father's Day gift where I went down to the archive room, and I took. They have all the images of Apollo 14 and the internal documents that are now external. Um, so I put all those together, and I just uh, I feel like I know him very well. Yeah, Stuart Russo, her grandfather, who was on the moon as part of Apollo. 14 and I they were there for uh that that mission was what about 10 days late January into early February mm-hmm. 1971 yeah. um as you think about putting together this organization called Back to Space it's more than just pushing STEM and pushing girls to to be involved in engineering and science technology math computer science etc it's more than that isn't it how so so this I'm so glad you asked that question because one of my my passion is space exploration. And another passion I have is entertainment. And I think that they go hand in hand. If you look at what Star Wars and Star Trek did for making people excited about the future of space exploration and pursue a career in space, there's a significant impact there. So with our company, Back to Space, what we're doing is we're building immersive space pop-up experiences. I'm so excited to tell you, I'm taking this radio call right now from the part of the immersive experience that is the, the moon. Um, so I'm standing on the moon talking about the moon. Um, and, um, I think that when people go through this experience, Sally Wright said it best. If you can be, if you can see one, you can be one. Mm. And we're really taking that a step further where we are literally putting people in space. And I think that space is often intimidating. You feel like you need 17 degrees to even entertain the conversation. But if people feel like it's accessible, they feel a part of the community, then they're much more likely to A, participate in conversations about space exploration, and much more of those are happening now, and two, pursue a career in STEM, pursue, you know, because as, as time goes on and as of t- yesterday, a lot of exploration um, milestones are happening. We're going to need a bunch of different uh, careers, and I think that I'm excited and I hope that people going through this experience will ignite that passion. Our guest is Danielle Dallas Russo, founder of Back to Space, as we talk about the private company, Intuitive Machines, that landed on the moon yesterday. And you can hear how excited she is. I will say this, that in the three-plus years that I've held this time slot, we've had uh, well over a 1,000 guests on the program. None has ever called us from the surface of the moon before. So you get a gold <laughs> star for that, okay? Yay! Yeah, there you go. Star. You're the first the day after we're back there for, for a span of 50 years. What do you think happens next? I mean, NASA put $118 million into getting some scientific experiments to the moon through into machines. So this is almost kind of a collaborative effort that we're looking at private companies being involved, but still helping with space exploration. Do you think that's the way it goes for a while now? Absolutely. I think that's absolutely the way that it goes. And and keep in mind, it couldn't be possible without NASA. So NASA is not anything of the past. It's looking at a very different future and a very positive future with privatized space. Um, And keep in mind, no other country is doing this. This is huge. This is very exciting. Um, And also, you know, on board, we're a bunch of NASA instruments. So 
I think that this is a this is going to open a world of possibility for NASA and for space exploration. So I want to get back to this virtual reality that you're talking about with your company, because you have a background in entertainment as well, in addition to obviously what's going on with your love of, of space and exploration of it. How have you married those two together? So I, working at NASA, I was uh, lucky enough to, to be in the NASA newsroom, and I worked a lot with um, NASA TV, which is um, actually shockingly much, much, much better than it was back in the day. Yeah. Um, but I, I have always been a writer and actor, and I just feel like entertainment in general opens up a whole realm of possibilities that you didn't know possible. And so actually, it's very exciting because in the other room are the actors that are playing the, you know, the the characters that are going to guide you through their, your experience on the moon. Um, and I, I think that people are just going to be so immersed and they're going to see what happens in space, how things can go wrong, and they have to use their intellect and their imagination to overcome com- uh, promising or compromising situations. So, yeah. Any chance we could get another Rusa on the moon? I mean, at 31, <laughs> would you say, 31 years old? I mean, I'm seriously. 31, yeah. I mean, I'm on the moon right now. But, no, but uh, you understand what I, I'm saying. I mean, are we at a point where we could see a commercialization of such that in the span of 10 years, 15, 25 years, you could be like your grandfather standing on the moon? Well, let me tell you one thing. If any commercial space or NASA calls me and asks me to go to the moon, I it is all yes. <laughs> I figured me. as much. I, uh, hope, I hope one of your listeners is about to call me up and invite me to the moon. And say, hey, I will go. we're ready to go. Well, you need to promise me that when you are there, you will really call me from the surface of the moon, okay? <laughs> Yes, absolutely, I will. I want to have that exclusive, and I, and we got that locked up today, so that's good. I'll send you the paperwork. Danielle, thank you very, very much for being here. Your, your enthusiasm for it is just absolutely contagious, and I love what you're talking about in terms of the importance of continuing to strive for these things that are very difficult and very hard but are doable. And we've seen that well, a couple of times. Well, thank you so much. And if anyone wants to buy tickets, it's tickets.lunarlight.space. Tickets.lunarlight, L-I-G-H-T dot space? Correct. Okay, very good. Danielle Russa joining us here on KDK. Thanks, Danielle. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.